0: Soon, in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So, you ready? Hey,
1: Daryl. Thank you, Paul. How you doing, guys and gals? This is Daryl Prale. How does that sound? Cheesy, guys and gals? Oh my gosh! Ah, we're here for another episode of Inside Inside Sales, where we talk about. The do's and don'ts, the everyday tactics that you need to have to succeed as a sales development professional. There will be no strategy, no vision, no big picture conversations taking place here. We get in, we get dirty, we get behind the scenes where we talk about the things you need to have to succeed in your job. I am thrilled to be joined today with Dan Wordle, And if you don't know Dan, you should. And I I say that to every guest, as you all know. but But Dan's a cool cat. I met him several years ago through a colleague of mine. And we sat down for coffee and just jammed. That was way back when, in the few years ago, uh, when the company he works for, Vineyard, was a little bit smaller. Now, of course, they're an industry titan when it comes to all things video. You've probably used their Go Video product to do your own video recordings and send them in emails. And if you haven't, well, you will when this whole show is done. Because today we're going to talk about everything you need to know about doing video as part of your job. It's a topic that's been discussed, yet I still see so many people not doing it. I see people who are perhaps a little camera shy, a little gun shy. They don't feel like they've got the right gear, the right message. They're hesitant to do it. Maybe it's uh, it's pride. Maybe it's ego. Maybe it's fear. I don't know. We're going to tackle all that today. Dan's going to set us straight and tell us what to do. And we're going to talk about just the pros and cons of what you need to know. So let's make this interactive. Dan, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks so much, Daryl. Glad to be here.
1: Great. So, Dan, let's just kind of set the stage. So now, your Go Video product, how many people are using it? I'm just totally curious. Do you know, do you know the set? How many people are actually actively using that every single day now?
2: I do. Yeah. We, uh, I've recently taken over that side of the business. So, we are happily at well over 250,000 of active users and growing every day, obviously, with all of the partnerships like we have with VanillaSoft.
1: And how long has Go Video, just totally curious, been available now? Is it three years? Is it more?
2: It's just a hair over two years. Yeah, it's a very new product for us. As you mentioned, you know, we met probably five or six years ago when the company was small and, and we were really focused on the marketing side of things. But then all of a sudden one of our entry level sales guys just started sending videos as people were uh, coming inbound. And so he wanted to be friendly. He's a very artistic guy. Uh, our CTO walked over his desk like, how are you doing this? He's like, Oh, I started recording in QuickTime and sending files and it was a mess. And then I found this, this app like allowed me to record my screen. So. Then within the next three months, we built Go Video. And it wasn't called Go Video initially, was it? No, it was called Viewed It. Uh, we crazy. created a completely separate brand, but when you look at the word Viewed It, it also says View Edit and a few other different things. So it, we got rid of that pre cool.
1: Viewed It is kind of a past tense thing where Go Video, I think it's a much more action oriented thing. So I like that name a lot better. And since then you've got, you say over 250,000 people actually using it all the time. It's crazy. And you're right. It is integrated with Vanilla Soft and other products out there. So it's part and parcel. And what that means to you, the audience, is that there's a high probability that the tools you're using right now to do your outreach, your sales engagement, already has an integration with Vidyard so that you can use this as part of your standard workflow. And I know that's been a very strategic initiative on your part where the firm has been very active to go and drive those partnerships to support the actual sales adoption. Another reason uh, why you're successful. Curious, the individual who was doing that a couple years ago, are they still with the firm?
2: They sure are. Yeah. He is what we call our video coach. So for any free users who are interested in strategy and getting a little more in the weeds than what we're going to do today, they can join a coaching session anytime and talk to Jacob about different ways he's done it in the past, ways he's seen other customers do it, and just in general being that advocate for video. That's awesome.
1: All right. Let's just get right into it, okay? So I see a lot of people not using video, and I hear tons of excuses perhaps you can share some of the excuses you've heard, but why are people in your experience, because you're, you're Vidyard, why are they hesitant to use it based on what you've seen?
2: It all depends on who you're talking to as well. If you're talking to senior leadership, it typically is, I don't trust what my guys are going to send out. What are they going to do? What, what kind of videos are they going to send? You mean I'm just going to let them record themselves and send that to our like CEO prospects? So that that's typically like a senior leader response. When you get down to, you know, individual reps and, And managers, it becomes more of a concern around, oh, that sounds like it's going to take a lot of time. My guys aren't artistic. They're not going to make professional-looking videos. And to your point, there is a wide range of excuses. Predominantly, it comes up with it's not going to look professional. My audience is not going to respond well to it. My folks are not used to recording videos, and they're going to take a lot of time. Say it all in one sentence. Load up the excuses. It's interesting
1: to hear you say the point about management because and I know they had that concern years ago when it came to social media. We didn't want anybody posting on the company's social platform or talking about the company, because what if they say something that puts us in a bad position, makes us liable, etc.? And a lot of that has gone to the wayside as it's become more prevalent. I hadn't thought about that from video, but I can totally I mean I can see their point of view. But I mean, as a whole, do you find most people are following scripts? I mean, when you can, Dan, you know, mix in maybe some of the stories and the methodologies that you folks do at Vidyard yourselves. Cause you are, you know, a pioneer obviously in the space. Are your sales people following a pseudo script? I mean, I'm assuming they're making it their own personal jam, but is it somewhat scripted or is it totally ad hoc?
2: We try to make it. There's obviously structure. We structure our outreach as much like we do our emails starting with the value to that person and why we're reaching out to them, not about what Vidyard is. So there's that typical structure, but definitely no script. I'm actually, I would say, against scripts for video, like pretty completely because it always sounds robotic, and then it just might as well be a templated email that doesn't have any specific details for that recipient. So for us, we have the general structure of adding value to the customer and explaining why they might benefit from using video and then getting into when is a good time to book a meeting. But definitely no scripts. As soon as you get a script, what's different from video versus a templated email is you can see the person reading. With a scripted email, you can usually edit it a little bit make it sound personal. But when you can see the person's eyes moving back and forth across the script, mm-hmm. you can't correct that. And you know that it's really not that personal for me as the recipient, and you just don't feel that connection to that person. Because the whole point of video is to make a human connection, just like if you were in person, without having to fly all over the
1: world. It's funny you say that because I'm tangent here. It bugs the crap out of me. And this is just me because I'm a marketer. So I know I have my own issues when I do get those videos and the video I get though, the individual sending the video is busy looking at their own image on the monitor and they're not looking at the lens. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, look at the lens and look at me. You know, otherwise you're just enamored with your own image and it just annoys the crap out of me so guys and gals that's how we started the show if you're doing these videos okay seriously look at the lens and that not and then that's just not the webcam on your computer because i see this all the time that's the lens on your phone too if you're doing any kind of video production on your phone look at the lens resist the urge to look at yourself please And you'll just look so much better when you do that. Even I need to be reminded of that. You know, I've got a camera right now pointed at me. I got the little screen on the side. And it's so easy to look at that to make sure my framed right. Is my head in there? Am I looking okay? And all of a sudden you realize you're so consumed with your own image that you you forget that this is a relational thing. You're trying to connect with your audience. And that was the whole reason you did it in the first place. Now, at Vidyard, do you guys do any kind of audits of your own sales reps, video messaging. Do you do, like, you've got coaches for your clients. Do your own reps take advantage of the coaching? Like, how do you control that and make sure everybody's doing a good job?
2: We have the advantage of having the pro version of Vidyard, so we're able to jump into our reps and videos and see what they've been sending and all of that. But in general, that becomes part of your one-on-one, a lot like email messaging and checking, you know, how did you respond to this objection and how did you respond to this email or what was your first touch like this week? Let's review some examples. It's, it's part of the ongoing coaching you need to do, whether you're a BDR manager or an account executive manager, because they're very different videos as well. Uh, and I'm a big advocate for using videos throughout the cycle because then you're building that relationship. Uh, you know, when I worked at Blackberry, I, I was constantly in front of my customers. I would fly all over the Southeast US meeting with my customers. They felt a connection to me. Well, you can't do that anymore. It's way too expensive. So you've got to do that through video and then having the manager actually review those videos and, and make sure, you know, maybe do this, do that to your point. You know, always be confirming, oh, how's your lighting? How's your audio? Are you looking at the lens? So there's some other really small strategies too that actually make a big difference. I didn't realize today I didn't have cameras, so I was I was all set <laughs> up here in a studio where I've got a camera slightly above your eyesight. So if you if you're recording on your webcam, prop your laptop up. Get it up there right about your head, you know, your forehead level. Because you should be looking directly into the camera, directly into that lens. And if it's your webcam, you got to get it up off of your uh, desktop and into a higher position where it lines up with your forehead, not your chest. Because then you're looking down at the camera. You're looking down. That descending. It's it's just a it's a psychology thing. You got to have that camera up there. It gives your face better lighting from the lights above you. All sorts of good things that uh, can be reviewed when your team is using video. All right,
1: and I want to come at that. We're going to have a whole discussion around. The importance of the right audio, video gear, and shall we say how it's laid out and how it's set up? Because that, again, it's the those are hot buttons for me. I want to share a funny story with you, though. This literally happened yesterday. From sales professionals, you know, I'm the marketing guy, so I have budget. And so, hence, that's why I get so many calls from you guys. I had this um, conference trying to convince us to uh, partake in their conference as exhibitors and sponsors. And we've been going back and forth for a few months. And now, of course, it's just, it's a new year. So, of course, they re-engage with me and say, Daryl, it's a new year. Any decisions? So, finally, I came back to them and I said, listen, we've not done the show before. I'm interested. I see your price for this level of sponsorship. Because I'm not done the show, is there any flexibility in that price? And this is the first time this ever happened. I get a response back literally with no text in the email, just a video. So, now I'm intrigued. So, I press play. And it's the show, I guess, the general manager. And he says, Daryl, I want to make this an awesome experience for you. We don't normally discount, but because it's your first time, I'm willing to have some flexibility. I can give you 20% if you sign the deal today. And that was it. It was like a 43-second video. But it was him talking to me. It was personal. Yeah, I saw his smile. I saw his sincerity. And my response back was, I love that you use video. That was brilliant. Send me the contract. Now, it gets better. Two hours later, I'm tagged in a LinkedIn post. Who is it? It's him. And he's out there saying, guys and gals, check out this story. Now, he doesn't name me. He says, I use video, and this was the response that this client customer gave me when I used it. And it got a massive traction and discussion. It's just amazing how it's so pervasive. But that's my little video story that I want to share with you that shows you that video works. That video closed that deal. As it was a relationship purchase is what it was with that let's take a small break and come back and pick up with dan on how to make sure your gear is set up so you will look like the rock star we all know you are stay tuned we'll be right back
3: crm was designed for managing relationships sales engagement is designed for starting them current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50 percent of the time make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try vanillasoft for free at vanillasoft Okay,
1: so we're back. So Dan, you had mentioned to me just before we went to break, about having your your webcam, just above eye level, like you said, forehead. And I have to say, I have three complaints about all the videos I'm getting. I mentioned one already, they're not looking at the lens. Second one I hate is when they, they have it on their table surface and I'm looking up at their nostrils. And the third one I hate is that they've got a window or a light bulb behind them and I've got this halo, I can barely see them and they're dark and it's like, dude, Oh, and maybe the fourth one, call it 3.5, is that they've not made any effort to have a light in front of them to give them some kind of illumination, so I'm not seeing all these shadows. Those are my complaints. Am I normal? Am I just a bizarre freak and I'm getting caught up in things that nobody else cares about? Talk to me.
2: No, I think you are dead on. And we actually got quite lucky with our new office here at Big Yard a few years ago. There's There's these windows. It's an uh, old historic building, so the windows aren't great. But where they are is the window ledge is up. Uh, It's actually a bit too tall for me because I'm short, but it's right up there at head level. So you can put your laptop in the windowsill, have the natural light right in your face. The videos look incredible. You can't replicate that light with LED lights and things in a call room. Like, it's just never the same. But at least when we do need to do that, we have that as well. To your point, don't have any light behind you. Have everything, you know, up high so your your posture is proper. Because if you think about it, when you're on a cold call, they can't see what you're doing. You could be laying in bed like they don't know. But when you're on a video, they're seeing everything, and that's like 80% of communication is through body language. So you've got to be in that proper state, looking them dead in the eye. It's, it's a lot like if somebody meekly came up to you at a conference and didn't, sh- didn't shake your hand, kind of looked down at the ground and started talking, like you wouldn't respect that, and you don't respect it when somebody's looking down at their laptop on some low surface with no light and you can't see their face. It's the same idea. This is 80% of it is the frame of the video. To your point, that gentleman yesterday, you said he smiled. He looked right at you. It was personal. He said your name. He made it seem like he was there just having a conversation with you, even though it was one-sided. And that's what you should be focused on.
1: So from a framing point of view, I see a lot of people putting their frame in their head in the middle of the frame. And the reality is it should be kind of in the top third of the frame. Is that a fair statement?
2: Yeah, for me, I I try to get my head as close. Uh, my photographer cousin always argues with me, but my I try to get my head pretty close to the top of the frame. I also have a very large head, so it usually isn't a problem. It gets up there. But the problem with video is, is the play button. So you always have to be very cognizant as to where that play button is going to show up on the thumbnail. So when you start the video, you have to start off to the side so that people can actually see your face. You don't want a big play button on your nose. It's going to cover your entire head. So you've got to have two frames. You've got to start with a frame, and then move into the center. In my opinion, I, you know, if, if you're off to the side, that's great for you know a produced video that might have some text showing up beside you. But we're just talking about a personal video. So in my opinion, after that play button disappears, you should be in the middle, well framed.
1: I, I love that you're talking about kind of that poster frame, right? That first frame you're seeing that that you're a bit off to the side, so the play button doesn't block you. I hadn't even thought about that. Because I'm so used to, you know, putting, crazy mail and poster for those kind of images. But, of course, as a sales professional making a lot of videos, you don't have that time. So the idea of being off to the site and kind of coming into it is a really smart approach. So that's brilliant advice. What do you do for lighting? Let me tell you what I did for lighting because I do a lot of video calls at my desk, just like any other sales professional. I'm in a cubicle. I have a cubicle. It's got uh, little sidewalls. And they're probably shoulder height in my case. So if you're not shoulder height, this doesn't apply for you. But I went to the local you know home Depot Lowe's, whatever, and I got myself a little uh tin tin can you know light it cost me about ten uh ten bucks with a clamp and I clamped it onto the top of my cubicle wall and then pointed it down at me and I put a nice little day uh light you know fifty six thousand or five thousand k whatever daylight bulb in there and then I put some diffusion paper just close pinned to it, so let's angle down at me. And then whenever I want to, I just, I don't, I don't, I'm going to go on a video call. I turn that light on. So now I have diffused lighting on me. And then of course, when I'm not on a video call, I turn that off. Maybe I'm being really anal, but it makes a dramatic difference. If the feedback I've gotten, am I the exception or is that what people should be doing? If they don't have access to those wonderful windows that you have,
2: you're definitely the exception, but nothing to oh, do with the light. Just that's the short general. guy the, with the big head. Oh, for the, there we go. For the, <laughs> For the, uh, the lighting, the key part of what you said in there was the diffuser paper. Don't just try to stick a lamp. It, it makes you look really shiny and stuff, so you're doing it just perfect there with that uh, diffuser paper. Diffuser paper, or literally you could put some uh, wax paper from your kitchen Absolutely. on and it. does a good enough job, <laughs> as long as you don't have the light bulb right in your face. The, the things we use, because our desks are actually quite small, we have just some little yep. LED lights we got on Amazon that had the paper on them already that they're called like Aputure. I'm sure they were like nine bucks at the most. So we just bought a whole bunch of those. You can get ring lights that clip yep. onto your laptop as well for about 10 bucks on Amazon. Those work quite well, as long as to your point, that light is in front of you. And if you are putting it on your webcam and in general, your webcam on your laptop, you've got to prop that laptop up. Uh, so we have some different, you know, little laptop stands that we got off, I think from Ikea. That, all all right, so here's
1: a, a counterpoint. Now, this is what I do because I put the laptop as well, but I have also have an external monitor. So what I did was I'm not a fan of the video quality of most webcams that are built into most laptops, so I went and spent the 100 bucks or so on a good Logitech, the C920, and there's variations of that, and the 922, and the 930, whatever. Maybe it's 120 or something, and that's Canadian fun, so it would be less if it's American. And it sits on top of my monitor, so that way I've got the right height, as you said, you know, kind of above my eyes, but it's also a dramatically, dramatically better quality. Do you recommend that investment for people or is the webcam adequate?
2: It depends on what you're doing, but I really do like the the Logitech better. Uh, so about half of our team has gone with the Logitech. They clip them to their, their main monitor, depending on what team they're on and whether they go into call rooms to do their calls or at their desk. You know, that just depends on on their strategy there. It dramatically look, makes your picture look clearer, more professional, you know, less grainy, especially depending on your laptop. The interesting thing that I'll say about that is we, we ran a test with our emerging team. So the small business team, high volume. So what, some of our first responses is actually a canned video that we've made, like with the whole team in it so that it's kind of fun and friendly, not a personal one. And at first we just used, uh, you know, the Logitech and we this, this video is you know, unscripted, so it didn't go great, but it was fine. I mean, we, <laughs> we were sending that out and getting great response rates. And we're like, okay, we proved that that, you know, kind of templated video works. Let's actually get our video producer upstairs and have him make us a more professional one. So we launched the more professional one, and our click-through rate dropped because people want to see the authenticity in your video. They, want to, they don't want to have another marketing video sent to them. No, no offense from the marketers out there, but they're expecting a salesperson to reach out to them. They want an authentic video from a salesperson. So we've switched back now to the video we just did with a simple Logitech clip to a laptop uh, in one of our rooms downstairs. Sales video is all about authenticity, not about professional quality all, all right. the time, uh, within reason.
1: Say, uh, if you get a video that's produced on a phone, all right, and I know it's not, it's not a webcam thing, but if someone sends you a video from their phone, are you a landscape or a portrait orientation kind of guy? What do you want to see?
2: I'm extremely against God
1: portrait. bless you, brother. I'm the same way. I <laughs> yeah, have held- fights with people i'm saying dude why okay. are you sending this oh this is the vibe you want to be i'm like no this is not instagram for freak's sake just send me widescreen all right that's what i want to see stop trying so hard i agree with you 100 percent. yeah
2: and even even instagram is not uh, portrait it's square i so know it's an entirely different format oh god bless <laughs> and, you okay it's gotta be uh, okay
1: week. next okay uh <laughs> this is something that's not talked about much but i think it should be talked about a lot more mic quality like for example and i'm not going to pick on you we you we already know you're short with a with a fat head and perhaps are troll-like in some of your appearances (laughs) but as we do this recording our audience will probably hear that you know my audio sounds reasonably you know nice but you've got a bit of reverb you got a bit of echo in the room you're in lots of hard services clearly the right room with the right mic can make a dramatic difference do we worry about that or do we not
2: With the sales videos, we don't. We try to avoid Apple headphones. They can pick Uh up someone else talking from 50 feet away. So we try to avoid things like that. You don't want to hear someone else's conversation. But back to that authenticity point, we do a lot of our video recordings in the kitchen, in the town hall, where there are people walking around. You want to see that the business is a good running business with a professional background, nothing bad happening. But you want to see that, and it, it's okay if you hear it a little bit. It's just like being on the phone call with somebody. It, it's not a, you know, in this case, a podcast recording where you expect somebody's using the best quality mic, which uh, the mic is quite good in here, but to your point, I'm in a, a hard little cubicle room. So with a sales video, that's not as much of a concern. As long as your message is crisp, your audio sounds good, All and right. you're not hearing someone so else's So with quality. that...
1: I think we've kind of beat up why you want to do it. We I mean, do you have any stats about the open rates on video versus not video? We haven't talked on that a lot, at all.
2: Yeah, people always ask me that. What's the open rate? Open rate is not at all affected because people don't know there's a video there until they open it. <laughs> so that's all about your subject line. But from a response and a click-through rate, uh, we see anywhere from two-and-a-half times to four times higher response rate, depending on some of our different case studies. Uh, ourselves, were at about three times higher. So we went from a 2% to a 6% response rate, depending on where we use video. But that being said, there is diminishing return. You can't use video in every single one of your emails and expect a six times higher rate because what you need to think of it as is it's another media type. So you've got social, you've got email, you've got phone call, and now you have video. Every recipient you send these to is going to respond to something different. So you need to use a, a multimedia approach, not just video in every single outreach. And that's also the fact that it's probably going to take you too much time and you're not going to get enough activity done. So you need to pick those key inflection points in your deal cycle, in your prospecting cadence, where you think video is going to have that impact. For us, it's our first outreach. And then again, at about our sixth outreach, we'll do a different video using like webcam or a screen capture recording of their website. Because those are the two points when we really want to see that double or so, triple of the response. Rate. I like
1: that. The first one's personal. The second one is relevant to them. It also says they're probably further through the sales cycle at that point in time. So you're more middle of the funnel. So talking about their website makes absolute sense. So that's really strong. Now, with the the Go Video and the Vidyard platform, though, it also has capabilities that every salesperson would love to know. Like, it tells me when my video's been played or who's watched it. I mean, correct me if I'm right or wrong. Like, talk to me about the in some of the benefits of using video and as far as buying signs go.
2: Exactly. And it depends on which stage of the deal you're at. But if you sent out a hundred videos today and then you saw three of them got watched hundred percent and three of them got watched like 10%, well, you know who you're going to call probably all six <laughs> yeah, so of those, those people. Three. And we we have it. It's built right into Chrome. So the notification actually pops up in there. Or if you're built into something like Manilasoft, it will notify you of that click through rate. You can immediately call that person because you know they're engaging with your content right now. It's a lot like an MQL from a marketing perspective. If they're on the website listening to the video, uh, it's a perfect time to call that person because they're engaged with your video at that specific moment. Now, what we have is we have three different responses: Did they watch the whole thing? Did they watch a very low percentage, or did they not watch it at all? And then you can customize your message using your your favorite sales outreach tool to see what response you want to do based so on your so,
1: as a sales professional i mean these are tactics that you want to have to make sure you are closing deals. it's much more powerful to, to work with an engaged prospect than one who's not engaged of course and as you said the response rate is dramatically higher when it's personal than it is if, if you don't have that so we've talked a lot guys today about why you want to do it how to do it how to do it right I've talked a lot with dan here about the go video and the Vidyard platform and they have free versions as well as paid versions and you get. More bells and whistles when you do that, of course. So check that out. Dan, if they want to follow you, where can they learn more about you and how to follow you?
2: Yeah, I'd say the best place for that would be LinkedIn. So you can find myself at Dan. And Mortle, that's W-A-R-D-L-E.
1: Uh, Is that right? Look at me. I'm a rock star. You all right. It. So with that folks today, we are through another episode. Thank you so much, Dan, for your expertise. <laughs> check out guys, vidyard.com, another partner of Vanilla Soft. In the meantime, we hope you found this valuable. If you did, there's more where that came from all at inside inside sales we're out of time here folks i had a blast and that's it we'll be back next time with another episode of inside inside sales in the meantime you take care folks we'll talk to you soon bye-bye
0: you've been listening once again to another episode of inside inside sales hosted by daryl prale the cmo of vanilla soft Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by VanillaSoft.